Okay, hi there. Just uh, made a statement on Tom Cotton and uh, what I um, wrote about. Here's my pitch. This is my pitch. I should turn this into a little TikTok video. I also had a beautiful little I'm Samani Pullets named Yoda. She was so incredibly special, she would always come and stand on my foot so I would pick her up. Heartbreak emoji. Then 50 sheriffs took her and all my other pets away from me. On trumped up charges, now they want me to pay $53,000 bond. Or I never get my pets back. Please go fund me so I can save Yoda and all my pets. By the 18th. HTTPS colon slash slash. GoFund.me slash one zero five four three little a zero two. Maybe I'll send that to uh, okay. My I'm Samani had like a dozen I'm Samani hints. Those are $5,500 a pair. Most expensive chicken in the world. I think they should, they should pay me for the loss of my pets. Making it prohibitively expensive to ever see my pets again. Please, Paul McCartney. <laughs> Heartbreak. And text him. Text Paul McCartney till he fucking should keep texting. Uh, texting John Mellencamp too. Been getting signs from the universe that uh, like every time I text him, I hear a song of his on the phone. I mean on the radio. On the radio. Oh jeez. Come on, Ned. Come on, Ned. Hello. Darlings. Aren't you a billionaire? Come on, aren't you a billionaire, Uncle Paul?
<laughs> Please don't go Paul McCartney. Give me a fucking 53k loan so I can save my pets. Aren't you a billionaire, Uncle Paul? Come on, help a girl out. Broken heart emoji. Do you realize how much that will piss off the popos when I get your help? You get all my pets back. Thank you, please help me out. SOS, 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 SOS. <laughs> Fuck. I don't even think I have a picture of Yoda. Maybe you should pay electricity. Michael Cohen box chug for the latest frivolous filing. Introducing the safest dog fence ever created. The new Halo Color 3 is a dog fence. Because they're all locked up. I've been my solace from the Mighty Touch Network. Donald Trump continues to humiliate himself in the $500 million federal lawsuit he filed against Michael Cohen. Please let me retract that. I guess you can't humiliate yourself if you have no shame. In any event, Donald Trump keeps proving yeah, exactly. what a coward that he is, and again, how frivolous this case that he filed against Michael Cohen is. Filed it in the federal court in the Southern District of Florida. Donald Trump has been trying to desperately escape the deposition that Michael Cohen is trying to take of Donald Trump. Donald Trump begged the judge to allow the deposition first to take place after the 2024 election. Then Donald Trump claimed that it would be too embarrassing, and he actually said this in a motion, it would be too embarrassing and humiliating for him to sit for a deposition. The judge re rejected that request. Then on the eve of a deposition, which was supposed to take place last week, Donald Trump's lawyer said, please, judge we need one more extension because we want to bring on a lawyer who's going to sit there with Donald Trump to help Donald Trump invoke his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination in a case that Donald Trump filed against Michael Cohen. So Donald Trump brought the case and now wants to invoke his Fifth Amendment rights. That's one of the reasons they asked for an extension anyway. The federal judge gave one final extension, but now there is a court-ordered deposition for October 3rd. The judge said, come hell or high water, we are making sure that deposition takes place. So Michael Cohen will be taking Donald Trump's deposition October 3rd of 2023. Now, one of the things that Donald 
Trump is doing as well, this new filing in the case. It's called an initial disclosure that has to be filed in federal court. It's under Rule 26F. It's mandatory that the parties put forward their witness list, their damages, and it usually in a case of import, you have dozens and dozens of witnesses. And Michael Cohen's initial disclosures, Cohen sued, his initial disclosures have a ton of witnesses. Donald Trump's initial disclosures, guess what, has two witnesses, Michael Cohen and Donald Trump. This is who Donald Trump is saying are the only people who have information in his $500 million ridiculous frivolous lawsuit that he sued Michael Cohen, tried to destroy Michael Cohen's life. Trump says only he and Michael Cohen know the information. By the way, if you don't include other people on your Rule 26F initial disclosures, it is a waiver of your right to then at trial, if you don't supplement it, it is a waiver of your right at trial to then call additional witnesses. But again, Donald Trump's lawyers and Donald Trump continue to engage in these despicable and frivolous and bizarre and frankly idiotic tactics in court as a lawyer. Like, What in the world are they even doing? I want to hear directly, I don't know you do too, from Michael Cohen about these latest developments. And one of the things Cohen tells me as well is that Donald Trump's lawyer is still not providing the time and a location for Donald Trump to be deposed on October 3rd. All right, let me bring in Michael Cohen right now, my co-host on Political Beatdown. Cohen, take it away. So yesterday, pursuant to the court's directive, both sides, my attorneys Donnie Perry and Ben Brodsky, were required to provide disclosure documents to tell the court and the uh, plaintiff's counsel, Alejandro Brito, who we anticipate calling as a witness in order to defend the position. And so we have over a dozen people that we're calling uh, as witnesses, and the document has been filed, so it's certainly uh, on uh, PACER for review if anybody feels like doing that. But we have well over a dozen people, maybe 14, 15 to be exact. And then several hours later, after the time period expired, uh, Brito then sends to my counsel, who then forwards it to me, uh, the list, the disclosure list by plaintiff Donald J. Trump against me. And there are two people that are on this we'll call to trial uh, as a witness. And can you guess who those two people are? Um, is one of them you? <laughs> yes. And is the other one who? Oh, him? Donald, yes. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. You know, the funny thing is, the, you know, you you joke about it, you're not really sure, because it's ridiculous. I mean, how do you bring $500 million lawsuit against an individual um, for statements, for damages yeah, isn't that great? when the only two the people who you anticipate calling the witness at this trial is you the plaintiff and the defendant clearly i can't agree with anything that he said because it's just frivolous and it's just not true and what is he going to do he's going to get on the stand 
turn around and say, well, I think that cell phone is worth $10,000. And because I think it, therefore it is. It's such Magical a waste of time and money and uh, the court's time. We do now have a court-ordered deposition date of October 3rd, the day after the New York Attorney General case uh, begins. And we have a lot to talk about that. Talk about Lena Haba making real legal error on behalf of a client. But as it relates to the deposition, we still have not been successful, despite the fact it is going forward on October 3rd, because it's subject to court order. We don't know where yet, um, and we also don't have the exact time. So once, of course, we have that, the Gators will be, of course, the first to know. Um, now, putting all that aside, let's run now, Ben, to the New York Attorney General case, which starts the day before the deposition. And I do want to remind everybody that one of the problems that Trump was trying to have the case um, put on stay until, or at least having his deposition stayed uh, within... For dismissal of the case. days after the election is because he made a claim, had his lawyer make a claim that <laughs> the information that he might have to provide pursuing to the deposition, pursuing to questions from the counsel, could potentially cause him uh, to provide information, incriminating information against him that would be subject to a uh, Fifth Amendment claim of right against self-incrimination. I mean, this is truly spectacular on any level. I mean, I've seen and I've been around the table as lawyers come up and try to concoct crazy sorts of things like an economic force majeure, which we did for Chicago, never done before, never even judge didn't even know what the hell we were talking about, yet we won uh, on that specific case. I have no idea what he's talking about here. I don't think anybody has an idea. But you can't answer questions on deposition that's the result of a lawsuit that you brought predicated on averments in that complaint that I need to defend myself on. You can't answer those questions because it can implicate you in other legal matters that are currently pending and that you need to have another lawyer there, and I think it's Chris Kais uh, uh, that is going to be there in order to ensure that he invokes his Fifth Amendment right against self-incriminating. It's so mind-boggling, ridiculous. I mean, I speak to friends of mine who are attorneys for 30-plus years, and, you know, we... In, in essence, we laugh about it. 
so ridiculous. You know, it's like going into Carvel and asking for an ice cream, but asking to put it in your hand instead of a cup or a cone. I mean, or put it on a napkin. It's so stupid, right? There's no other way to describe this. So that's going forward again. We're still waiting for Alejandro Brito to agree to the location and the time. Man, I love hosting political beatdown with Michael Cohen. By the way, Michael Cohen right now is posting his childhood photos, and he has his whole, we're, we're doing a whole series of Cohen's biography. Check out some of these photos that Cohen's posting. This one's of his grandma. This one is, is him as a kid. Um, on patreon.com slash political beatdown, you can even get to meet Michael Cohen on the Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash Political beatdown, get access to the beatdown club that Michael Cohen's created, and then we'll be announcing a Zoom where you can meet Michael Cohen as well. Hit subscribe, we're on our way to 1.5 million, we're already there, 2 million subscribers. Hit subscribe, I keep forgetting, that's great, we're growing so fast. We're on our way to 2 million subscribers. Hit subscribe right now on our YouTube, and again, check out patreon.com slash political beatdown. Have a great day. Hey Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch. Keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. Have to, um, I mean, how do you bring $500 million lawsuits against an individual um, for statements, for damages, when the only two people who you anticipate calling be a witness at this trial is you the plaintiff and the defendant clearly I can't agree with anything that he question for Michael Cohen imagine not second guessing investments or monthly retirement income that he said because right. awesome. okay live streams mega gets uncovered as trump threatens america okay racism in america today for many years racism in america has been to a very significant degree a manufactured problem when we speak about race, whether we admit it or not, we mean class. Black grievance, largely ginned up, provides the fuel for the woke regime. The woke oh leftists God. who lead the Democrats around by a nose ring want to destroy America. We love America. The woke hate America. The woke accusation that America is systemically racist is manifest nonsense. Wokeism is anti-white. We owe individual black citizens as we owe all... It's important to know your enemy. What is your enemy saying? Spewing. Not saying you're spewing. Fucking hate. Fuck you. As no group is owed anything nor is any individual owed anything simply by being part of a group. Started with founding the woke left only incidentally wants to give blacks a hand up. 
Their main goal is power. Where did Washington Outcome differences get between blacks and others are flag. not due to racism, but so to bad decisions him. on the Prestige. part of black individuals. As I just said, racism in America is, to a very significant degree, a manufactured problem. Oh, you're a manufactured crafted by woke leftists in order to overthrow the American woke, way of life. Woke, uh, they claim there exists an intolerable, all-pervasive system of white from oppression. The black community to make it into they call a this systemic racism. Yeah. By which they mean racist dog racism is embedded into every for a quarter of the country who are bigoted fools. Values, we just love the poorly educated. If you disagree, they cancel Fuck you. you. They may Traitors and uh, bigots. The wolf tell us that racism has gotten worse, but this is dribble. As everyone can plainly see, no, you're the less actual racism is there dribble. is in America, the more of it the woke left insists it sees. Oh my God, so boring. Who is it? The way forward. The charge of systemic racism is a propaganda Tom trick intended to exploit our white guilt, demoralize us, and give moral cover. Anti-American, immoral revolution. This is no longer the well-intended effort of old-school liberals me, uh, to improve America. But the let evil me do any ads. I tried. I said, no, we're not going to do this. The woke left accused America of being systemic. So how do fucking racist assholes like that get a political ad? And they won't let me do a political ad. Ron Filipkowski and Anthony Davis. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are again. Wednesday is my favorite is day. I decided <laughs> I'm Anthony Davis. Filipkowski's awesome. And welcome to Uncovered, where we uncover we far-right propaganda in America. Uh, we've got so much to talk about today. We're going to be looking at Carrie Lake a little bit later and Lauren Boebert being removed from the theater for yeah, vaping, amongst other things. Uh, Tucker Carlson wanting Greg Abbott to shoot migrants. We've got uh, Eric Trump suggesting Surprise. that black people now love Trump. Shocker. Uh, but I thought we'd start, Ron, with the chaos that's happening today in uh, Congress, of course, and yesterday and well, certainly the last week with this uh, sham impeachment and the pressure being put on Kevin McCarthy, really, the, the, you know, does he even like being the speaker? I don't know that he does. Maybe he's regretting the whole thing. Some, uh, anyway, you've been tweeting about it, so tell us what's happening. There's some coyotes. Don't have any dogs to protect us and scare them away. Keep them away out of the jumping whatever I, know. I think he likes being speaker I think he likes the title I don't think 
it's oh. one of those things where you they love, love all that power. the position and you love you love the title and the trappings, but you don't actually love doing the job. Yeah, uh, I think similar to Donald Trump in that respect. Doing their job. Uh, I don't They're think just Donald Trump especially likes doing the day-to-day work of being president, but I think he absolutely loved being president. It's the same thing with McCarthy, um, but you know he made he made deals with the devil. He he had to make a deal with Matt Gates and and some of the other real crazy far-right people in the Freedom Caucus to get the speakership. And um, and now they've got him just like a puppet on their string, uh, threatening him every other day with some with being removed. So and now he's got a he's got a march to their to their to their drum to the beat of their drum. It's all now, just a uh, circus. Who is the puppet master? It's a it's this. you know it's because an act. Donald Trump has had secret meetings. So they can keep this up, this bullshit up. Marjorie Taylor Greene, and as far as I'm aware, and distract us really from locking them up for so fucking insurrection. Twice, he cannot get his head around what. Everybody, call the Justice Department two zero two five one four two thousand. Write that number down. Call it religiously. Call Congress two zero two 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 four three one two one. Why the fuck do we still have Clarence Thomas and um on the Supreme Court? He took. He took millions of dollars in unreported gifts. Get rid of these fucking corrupt assholes. Terrorizing us and this allowed to make continue making shitty decisions affecting us all. Sooner the better. It happened, even though it wasn't ratified in the Senate. He is desperate for Joe Biden to be impeached. That really is kind of something that he has to get done in, in the lead up to 2024, right? There's, there's no question. I, I don't think people like Matt Gates and these other people are especially interested. Fucking knobs, in insurrectionists. They're That's all insurrectionists. That's not really the top of their agenda. They have other. None of them should be in office right now. Every day I call them. So keep in mind, everybody, that none of these insurrectionist Republicans should be in office right now if the Justice Department did his damn job. Christopher Perez, Trump for prison. Every day I call and tag them and tell them to do their damn job. 160-plus Congress members need to be charged with insurrection and removed immediately, if not two and a half years ago. I was talking to a reporter uh, with Washington Post the other day, and I said, really, what the, what this Freedom Caucus reminds me of, the, there's an old quote about the 1978 Red Sox, how none of them liked each other and they all had their own agendas. And the, the saying was that 25 cabs pulled, pulled up to every game for 25 players, and they all left in a separate cab and went to separate places. And that's sort of like these people. They all have different individual agendas that they're trying to accomplish. But yes, it, the person who's really pushing this impeachment 
is Donald Trump. And he's using, you know, Marjorie Green, Matt Gates, and a few others to just Marjorie Pipe Bomber Green. Out of line. And, and this also is connected to my view about Trump kind of falling through the fingers of justice when it comes to all of these um, uh, indictments is that, you know, he still wields quite a lot of power and he's already trying to push back these these court appearances and this again is a, is something it's a roadblock isn't it it kind of gives him more chance of of winning and gives the kind of trump brand more leverage yeah the whole point is to distract biden and to distract the biden campaign and the biden administration and to just throw this nonsense at the wall and the idea is they know they can't prove these allegations. They know the Senate will never convict. They really know impeachment will never even pass the House. That's not the point. It's the a waste point time. Is just to throw and enough us all. nonsense out there into the ecosystem, into the bloodstream of America, hoping that it at tear least down influences some voters. Biden's and, reputation and, I think that it and it's has. working. You, you do already it's a hear smear from campaign. voters. Well, geez, you know, it seems like. Because nobody has held them accountable for January 6th insurrection yet. They're all crooks. You know, and that's what they're looking, that's what Trump is really looking for, right. is that fatigue saying, oh, they're just all, they're all dirty. You know? and, and unfortunately for Biden, because he doesn't take on these issues directly, especially the stuff about, yeah. about you know, Weak bank ass. accounts and money Decrepit coming from old man. and $2 million, like all of these kind of things that uh, have no place in reality, but they make a very good argument in a kind of parallel universe and, and, and that ecosystem where those MAGA Republicans and undecided voters might be getting their media will hear all that and they're not going to make the time to investigate it themselves. Uh, they put their trust in lawmakers. Well, because what they have as their proof, you know, is Hunter saying certain things like, yeah, yeah the, my dad's getting a cut or, you know, yeah, my dad's involved. Yeah, I can, you know, it's Hunter talking getting nonsense. Cut? while being a drug addict yeah what they don't have is that next step which is actually showing that any money went to joe biden that joe biden actually did anything to help hunter biden you know that's the part they can't prove but it's enough for them to put out there that the president's son was saying these things yeah so to them, of that's all they need right and and joe biden's not an idiot he's not going to take bungs and bribes the guy's been it was a public defender spent his whole life in public service, he, you know, famously he said to, to Hunter Biden when he got that Burisma job, I hope you know what you're doing. <laughs> he, he's, he's not an idiot, is he? He's, he's not going to involve himself and compromise his work as a, as a politician. Yeah, and unfortunately, Hunter did not know what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so frustrating. I mean, I wish, you know, I, I, I have a lot of empathy for Hunter Biden. I know but, you do. And I know that you don't. <laughs> and that is why our friendship is so interesting. But, you know, I really feel like he should just disappear into the shadows because yes. even like selling these do paintings, not stand terrible in shadows. Art, you know, and it's like, 
it's just enough already because the thing is when you advertise a painting (laughs) for $150,000 and it's crap, (laughs) the only reason it's worth that much is because it's got Biden in the corner. And that, again, it adds collateral for the right and the far right to say that he is using his father to try and, you know, profit in some way. Not that the Trump family didn't ever do that. I mean, come on. He painted it? I I completely understand why Joe, in his twilight years here, wants his son to be around, especially given what's happened to his other children. Um, And so I, I understand that. At the same time, I pray that he's not in the White House anymore or on the campaign trail. I just I just pray that that will not happen, and I dread that it is going to happen. Do you know, something else occurred to me yesterday when I was writing some stuff about this. You know, we talk about Hunter being compromised and being an addict and all this stuff, but his mom died in a car crash. And no one seems to make that connection. They always like, oh, Joe Biden lost his wife in a car, but he's Hunter Biden lost his mum. Now the trauma associated with that is enough to make anybody's, you know, future completely compromised, and for your mental health to be, you know, it, it, we are all so delicate, and we all handle things differently. And that story about him losing his mum is not something that I've ever heard reported, really. Well, and and he also lost his brother around the time that all of this stuff yeah. was happening right. when he was addicted to drugs. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I I do have empathy to some degree for for Biden, but uh, for Hunter, but I'm as I'm familiar enough with his antics <laughs> to not excuse it completely yeah. um, and chalk it all up to those things because I also think that there was an element of greed and recklessness involved, and so that that's also part of it. But you know, but I those two ah. words in this case, greed and grief might be inter- interchangeable. Maybe. Yeah. Let's look at this video of Matt Gates in Congress, Congress addressing his views about Kevin McCarthy to Kevin McCarthy. He's not supposed to do that, he's supposed to do it to the speaker. But this was a very interesting moment where it showed that there is total mutiny in the Republican Party. And this split between these extremist MAGA Republicans holding Kevin McCarthy to account. Here it is. And let me alert the country. A motion to vacate might not pass at first, but it might before the 15th vote. And if Democrats bail out McCarthy, as they may do, then I will lead the resistance to this uniparty and the Biden-McCarthy-Jeffries government that they are attempting to build. I know that Washington isn't a town where people are known for keeping their word. Well, Speaker McCarthy, I'm here to hold you to yours. I yield back. Members are reminded to direct their remarks to the chair and not to to a perceived viewing audience. Members are further reminded not to engage in personality towards the president. Don't scroll away, it's Senator Warnock. Listen, in 2022, over 400 bills designed uh, the president. You guys still here? <laughs> it's a bit late for all that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, right. Saying that to Matt Gates as he's yeah. walking out you know, means yeah. nothing. That means nothing to him. Um, yeah, 
you know, this that moment was extremely interesting. And, and you got to put it in the bigger context here, which is, look, Gates was about to start a rebellion that day. He he Kevin knew that he was going to give a big speech that day around um, 11 o'clock was the plan. That was his time slot. And and it was going to be about McCarthy not coming through on any of his promises, including opening up impeachment of Biden. So what happened was about an hour before Gates was supposed to give this big speech ripping McCarthy, McCarthy note finds out and scrambles and runs out to the cameras and announces impeachment. And and it was it was completely unplanned, unscripted, like the press didn't know. He literally hit the panic button uh, to try and cut the, the, the take the wind out of the sails of Gates. So what you see there is Gates now is furious about an hour after that, you know, say, basically what he's saying is, Kevin, you're not fooling anybody. I'm still mad. I still don't like you. And even though you came out and claimed that you're going to do impeachment, I'm not buying it and I'm not going away. So so McCarthy, you know, thought he maybe was going to calm things down. And maybe he did with some of the members. But Gates is letting him know, like, this is not over. The sad part of all of this is that, you know, the constituents of these people, they don't care about any of this stuff. Care. It's nothing to do with them. This is just party political politics playing out on Capitol Hill. And in terms of, you know, if, if you were to look to Matt Gates or even Kevin McCarthy and know that they were your representative, you'd just be so disappointed that this is how they were choosing to spend their time at work. Yeah. When your city might be grumbling or whatever. Um, okay, we've got a lot to get through, so we're going to do a kind right. of quick fire on some of this stuff. Um, okay. Christy Noam is, is the next one. She went on Newsmax. She's, I mean, you claim that she's trying to kind of put in her bid for, for Donald Trump's VP. Would, would you say that's what she's about to do in this clip? Oh, absolutely. This was her moment. I mean, right. um, <laughs> Trump was killing two birds with one stone here. He, he was going up to get a good, you know, talk, have a good talk or whatever, get some FaceTime with Christy Noam and decide you know, if she's going to be one of the finalists for VP. And then he was going to, you know, jet down to Iowa to attend the Iowa-Iowa State football game, which we'll get to later. So, you know, those two states are pretty close. So that he was going to, you know, knock those two things out. So when this was announced, Noam immediately launched into, hey, I think I'd be a great VP, you know, and all the speculation started. Uh, and I do think uh, she could, she could, it's either, I believe it's Sorry, not sorry, but he's Obama. already I'm, disqualified. I'm that. It's bitches. not Lake, it's not Green, it's not all the, the, the sexy, you know, people on social media, what they think. I think it comes down to Stefanik or Gnome, and it's going to be like a coin toss. And Gnome is making her case here. She, How about, she clearly uh, what's her face? Uh, Scary Lake. We're asked, you would consider it. Taking up. Oh, absolutely. Residence yeah. at Mar-a-Lago. I, mean, I was in a heartbeat just because, uh, you know, you respect the position and the person who asks you to do something and then see if you really believe that you could make a difference. You know, President Trump needs a strong uh, partner if he's going to take back the White House. He's going to need somebody who knows what it's like to run a business, uh, to be an employee, earn a paycheck, but also having a wife, mom, and a grandma isn't bad either, and I think that that kind of perspective hmm. would, would weigh in very well on a lot of policy decisions. Well, so it's it's pretty clear that, that she wants suck it, up. but in terms of the, the voters, yeah, how much we'll do just people wait till know 
Uh, I mean, how, how can't get on the well known is she uh, around the country? I think she's fairly well known. I mean, the issue is, is, is the MAGA base going to accept whoever he chooses? Yeah. That's clearly the first threshold. And number two is, can she help? He's looking for two things in a running mate. One, be accepted by the MAGA base. Well, three things. Two, complete undying loyalty. Uh, she, she checks both those boxes. And three, this is why I think it comes down to Stefanik or Noam. Somebody who's going to appeal to his biggest weakness. What is Donald Trump's Flattery. biggest weakness is Suscepti moderate women, Suscep suburban women. Um, susceptible to flattery. He polls like 24%. So can his running mate sort of make it palatable, make his <laughs> ticket palatable to some 24 of those women? 24%, good moderate women. And, and, I, and, you know, Elise spends all of her focus and all of her time in Congress on exactly those, that set of voters, women voters. Um, and I, Noam yeah, doesn't, yeah, but, but I think that he thinks that, you know, Noam has the right set of, and that's where you heard her talking about mother, grandmother, small business owner. You know, she's playing to that. She understands that that's what Trump is looking for in a running. So I, I think he, she would be a, for what he wants, she would be a very good choice. Does he find her attractive he wants a enough? Cunt. Though that's really well, going to be the big question. No, you know, that's why a lot of people think he won't pick Stefanik. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying this. I'm just telling you what Republicans are saying. But that's why I thought it might be Carrie Lake because you know I saw this no, kind of romantic no. connection. But you've you've always kind of not been no. that one. I guess because it. Trump yeah. wants to. Trump must be the star. Yeah. He cannot. That's why it won't be Green or, or Lake because they suck up too much oxygen in yeah. the room. He must dominate the space, and he doesn't really do that when when it's one of them next to him. So Noam will will step back and defer. So will Stefanik. And Stefanik is showing with McCarthy. She's doing that now with McCarthy, uh, and that's you know what Trump is looking for. But Noam clearly has the MAGA look, you know, that Trump wants. Elise, not so much, but, you know, if you compare Elise's photos from, like, three years ago, before she went full MAGA to now, like uh, Ronna McDaniel, she's sort of changing her look. Well, yeah, I mean, Gavin Newsom's ex-wife did exactly the same, right? This is the thing, you know, he even said, mm -hmm. Kimberly Griffold, she, she changed completely. She didn't just change her politics, but physically, she was pretty unrecognizable. Um... The reason I ask you about the voters is because one of my favorite things is to watch these kind of vox pops happen at these MAGA rallies and to hear what voters are thinking. And we've got some clips now of the uh, South Dakota rally where people were you know, enjoying the, the Trump atmosphere and, and they were asked very specific questions. <laughs> they couldn't answer any of them. I sometimes think that they've maybe been injected with something that just makes them go to rallies and they don't really have to think about it. Maybe it was in, maybe it was in one of those uh, vaccines. Who knows? But let's take a look at some of the action. Noel, and I've seen, <coughs> excuse me, I've seen a lot of people that are still wearing masks. Yeah, they never stop. Exactly. So what are you hoping to hear from the president tonight? You know, I... Never really thought about that, but I hope that he is the president in 2024, and America is going to be great again. It's about uh, Trump winning in 2020. Yeah, I believe he did. Yeah, I do. And some of your thoughts right now um, with the country? Eh, we need Trump back. 
Yeah, we do. Why, why do we need President Trump back in the White House? Just because of everything that's going on, you know, the the Biden, you know, corruption, and Hunter, and you know, all that corruption. Yeah, I mean, it's there. A lot of corruption going on, of course, How in the White House. And uh, where are you from, man? To cover up uh, God's Jared country. Kushner right, getting God's country. Three billion from the Saudis. Good place to be from. North Dakota. All right. Nice. Very nice. So tell us about Lander, Lander the, new, the new president, right? Bergen. President Bergen? Well, no. President Trump, of course, in 24. <laughs> well, there you go. So, no, you're good. We don't need politicians to run this country because all they are are for themselves. They're not for the people. Um, president Trump, he doesn't, he doesn't need the money. He doesn't need the glory. He doesn't need to be doing this. He's doing it because he loves our country, he loves our people, and uh, he can't stand to see where everybody is. And his his plan is awesome. Everybody just needs to get on board. The way, I guess, the woke is, the progressive left. Um, yeah, this this country is built on Christ, and we need to get back to that. And God we trust. And God we trust, and as soon as we get back to that, I guarantee you, God will take care of us, and we'll take care of everything else that's going on. We just need, as soon as we get back to that, corruption going on, of course, in the White House. And uh, where are you from, man? God's country. All right, God's country. That's a good place to be from. North Dakota. Lander, the new, the new president, right? Bergen. President Bergen. Well, president. Need politicians to run this country because all they are. This country is built on Christ, and we need to get back to that. We're not for the people. Um, President Trump, he doesn't he doesn't need the money, he doesn't need the glory. He doesn't need to be doing this. He's doing it because he loves our country, he loves our people, and uh, he can't stand to see where everybody is. And his, his plan is awesome. Everybody just needs to get on board. The way, I guess, the woke is, the progressive left... Um, yeah, this this country is built on Christ, and we need to get back to that. And God we trust. And God we trust, and as soon as we get back to that, I guarantee you, God will take care of us, and Trump we'll take care of everything else that's going on. We just need to believe, and a lot of people, that that's basically what we, that's what's, that's what's getting me through it. That's what's getting our family through it, is our, is our trust in God. If one Congress goes back into session, again, that's on Tuesday, September 12th. And while you're uh, watching... Congress go back to session, you can sit there and watch here. Oh, and They're not for the people. Uh, we just need to believe. And a lot of people, that that's basically what we... That's what's, that's what's getting me through it. That's what's getting our family through it, is our, is our trust in God. When Congress goes back into session, again, that's on Tuesday, September 12th. And while you're uh, watching Congress go back to session, you can sit there and watch here. Oh, and hello, Annie Trump. Are you a uh, are you a, a Trump? Oh uh, well, I want to be. Yeah, well, you know, By Donald. I think we could all be cousins somewhere down the line. All right, are we on RSBN? We're live right now. Nice. I want to farm all a John Deere, a Case, um, more oil, oil, oil. Real baby drill. Yes, thank you for seeing you. She's excited to be here. Annie Trump. 
Yes. There you go. Hey, I'm great tonight. I know. You know, some people say it's Trump-tastic. Are you Trump-tastic? I am Trump-tastic. I tell you what, the next president of the United States. Your hat says, I stand with Trump. You bet I do. I'd vote for that guy if he's in prison. <laughs> I know what I. Where, he, where he's at, I'll vote for that guy. You and me both. So we there's two votes right there. Yes. Let's see, Trump 45 because the 44 didn't work for... Oh, Okay, well, yeah, we are we are live on TV. <laughs> you never know what you're going to see here. So let's talk about your shirt. I like that. Yeah, well, that's true. Yes, I do. Are you Trump-tastic, Ron? <laughs> yeah, I'm always Trump-tastic. Yeah. You know, people ask me all the time, it's like, how are we ever going to, like, reason with these people, convince these people? And my short answer is, you're not. Yeah. Like, we're not wasting our time trying to, like, argue with these people. It's why I don't engage with them on, on Twitter, on social media. I don't, I'm not interested in having, you know, uh, debates with them over policy because you see it's pointless um, because it's a cult. And so, really, the only thing I'm trying to do here with that stuff is show everybody else in the country, like, this is, this is Team MAGA. This is Team Trump. You know, when you ask them, like, what do you want to hear? What do you want to see? You don't hear any policies. You don't hear anything substantive. It's just, you know. And talking about the weather. Since we're the system at church and gentle persuasion, I'm lost in admiration. Could I need to discuss? Oh, you're wasting my time. Oh, just, just, just wasting time. I'm hailing I never find out.
twice to K-Hits. They're all just paid actors. Or didn't you see? They're hiring people under fifty dollars a day to attend for spreader pep rallies. Well, back $150 a day to attend his little the godly rallies. man, and we got to get back to Jesus, and you know, all this nonsense. And uh, and you know, I just want to say to the rest of America who's not in this crew, you know, is this really the team that you want to be on? You know, is this really the team that, that you want to be you, on? You asked, you know, what are you looking forward to hearing from Trump? It's like. I hadn't really thought about that. <laughs> and, you know, this well, is the thing. It's like we, we play, actually. this country has so much potential, right? It, it has some of the smartest people, but it also has some of the dumbest people as well. Or everybody is represented. And you kind of want the country to be at its best. And Trump is, is unfortunately representing the wrong group. You know, and, and I think that's what's so frustrating is it's like this is not the best of America. You know, it can be it can be better than because I look at it with a with a kind of worldwide perspective. I look at what other countries are doing and how other countries' leaders are communicating and how supporters of other countries' leaders are communicating. And it's very different. You know, it's very yeah. And let me say too, like this is this is very representative. Uh, this is not like you know, some people are like you, it, it's not like I'm just not picking the doctors and the lawyers and the accountants and the out of the crowd. You know, this is literally like 99% of these rallies. Every single one are, are exactly people like this. So it's not like, oh, you're just going up to the few crazy people. No, you know, I'm watching these live interviews that Right Side does for like four hours straight on a Saturday, and they're literally all like this. <laughs> so. These aren't like isolated people, they're not paid actors. This is literally who MAGA is. But you know, I was thinking about Trump's kids, you know, Eric Trump and, and Donald Trump Jr., they talk like this as well. They yeah. don't make any sense. They, they just grab this, grab that. I mean, admittedly, when Trump Jr. is talking, he's often under the influence of something late at night in his living room. But 
point is that to, to, to kind of be a critical thinker is not something that really presents itself in any of their surrogates. surrogates. It's the same. Look at Marjorie Taylor Greene. I mean, some of these bills that you she poses that don't actually Piper? make sense <laughs> scientifically, intellectually. It's just like, it's just thinking on a, on a completely different level. And yeah. it's, it's so frustrating because, you know, America is not like that, in my view. You know, it's better than that. That's why I choose to live here. Let me, um, let me say one thing about Eric Trump, because I, I, I think we might be getting to him later. But I do want to I do want to say we've that, got him next, actually. Oh, we got him next. So, so let me let me segue into the I've watched like hundreds of Eric Trump interviews. And, yeah. and he is so like his father in this respect, like every single Eric Trump interview is exactly the same. He tells, he's just like his dad. He tells the same stories over and over. I've watched him go on certain interviews where he's been interviewed by that person 12 times. And he's literally gives the exact same interview 12 times in a row. And I always wonder, like, why don't the host go, you know what? You told us that last time, Eric. You got anything new? <laughs> you know. Well, it's the value, isn't it? You know, they're almost getting him on because they want him. They want yeah. these stories, and it's it's yeah. the repetition again. It kind of goes back to the Hitler speeches, doesn't it? You know, say it enough times, and it becomes true. So, in this clip, Eric is with Julie Green, who is this mega prophet. Tactic. Uh, she, you know, with her, she's fascinating to me. You know, the lights are on, no one's home. Let's watch the clip and uh, see how he oh, tries to convince her that uh, black people now love Donald Trump. Another and now you're seeing people. certain segments of the population, like the African-American segment of the population, who are coming out and saying, they've done the same crap that they're doing to Donald Trump. They've done it to us for years. They've indicted us for nonsense. They've thrown the legal system at us. They haven't given us a chance in hell. It's been a rigged system. Um, they've literally made my father a martyr with, with certain segments of the population that they otherwise... You know, claim to own, and uh, why I love seeing it because there's so many prophetic words talking about this exact very thing. What God's been saying was going to happen is now unfolding, and that's why I, that's why we are all sitting there and we're just standing here and we're just like, no matter what these people are doing, they are the ones who will be exposed. No matter what they're going to do, and no matter what they're going to try to do to your dad, it will not, it will not go the way they want it. It will not go the way they want it because God's on His side and. He's called him his David. He's at his anointed as appointed one. He said it more than once. He continually is it say it. I've had so many different prophetic words regarding your father. And the Lord, I've cried because I knew the love that God has for him, the love that God has for your family. And I could just feel it. And it's like, he's not going to let, he's not going to forsake you. And he's not going to let this continue. And no matter what. So let's get this straight. The persecution of African-Americans is what Donald Trump is now experiencing with them persecuting him. Yeah, I mean, there's so much there. I mean, first of all, you have the three whitest people Torture. 